Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobka. John Beef. Mark Hawkman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Talk when you mispronounce something, that is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh-huh. Hug him up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to Stringsheet. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let them know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Happy Monday. What song is this? I don't know this song. Is it a Jimmy pick? It is Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Is that embarrassing for me that I didn't know the name of that song? Absolutely. Hmm. I, I know who Coolio is. In fact, when I worked in minor league baseball, and I'll get to who this is in a moment. Uh, <laughs> it's not it's it's not Hawk and Crowder, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, when I worked in minor league baseball with the Clearwater Threshers back in the day, we would do a concert series uh, like the first Friday of every month or every Friday home game, whatever it was. And Coolio was one of our musical acts. One, uh, one of the Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Was like Jamie Lynn Spears, O-Town. We had a pretty good guest list for, you know, being a minor league baseball team. Yeah. Well, this is uh, the end of, I guess, the beginning of the first official week without football, and so we're breaking down Coolio and minor league uh, musical acts, minor league concerts, not that the acts themselves are minor league. It's Josh Appel, by the way, filling in for Hawk and Crowder today and tomorrow. We've got a great show for you today. Chris Whittingham, friend of the program, will join us at 2.20. Kyle Seeloff, radio play-by-play voice of the Miami Marlins, will help us get ready for the Marlins season. Full team reports, full team workouts start this week. Spring training games start next week. Opening day, March 28th. We'll talk about that with Kyle. 
And Adam Beasley from Pro Football Network. You know, if I'm filling in for Hawk and Cratter, that means Adam Beasley will be uh, joining the show at some point. And so he will join us today at 420. I want to start here. And I'm glad that everybody has uh, survived their first official week without football. Did you guys do okay? Did you make it okay through the first week? Are you prepared for this long what, seven-month journey that's ahead without it? Yeah, I spent a lot of time at bars by myself drinking beer, watching movies with the subtitles on. It was kind of kind of lame, but I made it. Jimmy? I survived, too. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here. Dan Day, Jimmy, joining me the next couple of days. I think Crowder might be with us tomorrow. He's but, thinking about it. Yeah, I hope he thinks long and hard, and I, I hope he joins us. I like doing shows with Crowder. It's nice. But uh, happy Monday to you. Glad that everybody's surviving without football. We've got a great Florida Panthers team down here that just absolutely shellacked the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday in Tampa. Nine to two. I mean, that was fun. Uh, the Heat, they made another move. We'll get to that as well at some point. But, and of course, we'll, we'll talk about the All-Star game because I don't think any show in the country the day after the All-Star game is doing the is it time to end all All-Star games? Is the All-Star game terrible? I don't think anybody's doing that show today. So I think we should do that show today. We'll get to that. But I want to start here. Over the weekend, I was in the car driving, as people do when they're in the car. And I use Apple Music. I just put on, like, Josh's radio station or whatever. It's just like a mix of genres that you normally listen to uh, on Apple Music. And a Dave Matthews Band song came on. Dan Day, are you a Dave Matthews Band guy? Have we talked about this before? I feel like we have. I'm a fan of the Dave Matthews Band. I'm not one of these guys that follows him around the country and buys $700 tickets oh. to see him and stuff, but I am a fan. Of course not. I'll pay 100 bucks to sit on the lawn at uh, the West Palm Beach Amphitheater and go see him every now and again. Jimmy, do you like Dave Matthews Band? I'm not big on them. Man. Okay. Well, I've got a bone to pick with Dave Matthews Band. So I'm in the car. And a Dave Matthews Band song pops up. It's Crush. Crush is a great song. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I'm jamming out to it. And I'm like, wow, this song's been on for a long time. And I look down at my phone, which I don't recommend doing when you're in the car driving. But I look down at my phone. It's a more than eight-minute song. No song needs to be that long. Period. End of discussion which is not good for a radio show because the point is to have a discussion. Eight minutes. Way too long. Now, here's the thing. Hmm. If I'm going to see Dave Matthews Band live, I expect that Ants Marching is going to have a 17-minute version because they're a jam band. They jam. A jammed. A jammed. And they jam. But when I'm in the car, I don't want eight-and-a-half-minute songs. I want three-and-a-half, four four and a half dan you were giving me a look there i'm not sure it doesn't look like you agree with this take well, eight minutes too long for a song your take is saying that inagata de vida and la woman by the doors possibly are songs that you don't need yeah but just i i, I don't need them at that length i really don't. hotel california I mean, well hotel california is like was, seven minutes it's still too long okay nobody needs to listen to a seven minute song in the car Okay. And it just got me thinking, and it's a shame because those are some really good songs that are that length. But I'm sorry, eight minutes, nobody needs that. 
I will say it's a bummer, like, when I'm DJing and someone requests, like, a Grateful Dead song, our Dave Matthews Band song, like, <laughs> oh, and, you know, like, there's a, they're like, when are you going to play it? It's like, oh, it's going to kill the vibe for, like, 10 minutes. Like, oh, just, you know, I'll try to find the shortest version, but, oh, yeah. No hits. When it comes to Dave Matthews, we, we subscribe to the Andy Bernard theory of no hits. And then when they inevitably put Ants Marching on, you still jam out to it because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's Ants Marching. Uh, let's talk All-Star Game here before mm-hmm. we get to uh, headlines and weather and then Chris Whittingham at 2.20. Did you guys watch the All-Star Game last night? Every did second you, of it. Did you enjoy the experience? Loved it. Because I'm seeing a lot of talk today that people did not enjoy it and they're starting to grow tired of it. But I feel like that's a take that we get after every single All-Star game. I think the only All-Star game of the four major sports that we don't have that conversation is baseball. I think baseball has mastered because it's the, the best. Game. It's the yes. best. And, and they've been able to incorporate live interviews during it. You got, you're talking to pitchers while they're on the mound. You're talking to guys on base. Baseball's done a phenomenal job with their All-Star game. But they've completely eliminated what the Pro Bowl used to be. It's now flag football and skills and nobody cares about that the nhl all-star game is three on three and it's an interesting format but like the action is just not there obviously and the nba last night you've got luca pulling up from half court with like 30 seconds left in the first quarter and the commentary team brian anderson reggie miller candace parker are like there's still so much time left what are we doing here I, it's, I understand that it's hard to get these guys to bring the effort level up for an all-star game, but I mean, we're, we're out here scoring over 200 points and like, I'm not saying you got to slap the floor and play hard nosed defense in the all-star game. That's not what I'm here saying. And I don't even really like feel that passionately about whether the all-star game is good or bad, whether they keep it around or not. Like to me, the interesting stuff happens in the skills competition. Like I love the idea of Steph Curry and Sabrina Inescu having the uh, three-point shootout against each other. I thought the three-point shootout this year was actually quite entertaining. The dunk contest has been dead for years. But again, like these are these are conversations that we have after every All-Star game every year. And I had the All-Star game on. It was on the the second screen, not to brag. And just for me, I I can't I can't get into the All-Star game. It doesn't the NBA All-Star game. It doesn't do it for me. It clearly doesn't do it for the players, and I'm not blaming them either. It's just the luster isn't there anymore, and I think it's an issue across all the major sports when it comes to all-star games. Like, how do you get these guys to, you know, they're they're taking time out of their break, obviously, and they get a few days here before the season starts up again, but you're sending them off to Indianapolis for three days or wherever the all-star game is. Adam Silver did not look pleased in the post-game trophy presentation. But again, like, what are you going to do with these guys? How can you get them to care more, at least a smidge more? I'm not sure there's a way. No, especially now that they make so much money, the little incentive that you do give them, they, they don't care about that. Like back in the day when, you know, guys had to have two jobs and, you know, they were NBA all-stars but also selling insurance on the side, it meant a lot when they were making some extra money. Now it's like, hmm, I'd rather just have the time off. I make enough money. But I thought it was yeah, great. Not- I thought it was fun. It's it, well, let your I mean, freak flag fly. Like, be crazy, have fun. You don't get to see this. If you want to watch regular basketball, you got eighty-two other games to watch during the season. 
So you you, you like the pulling up from half court and mm-hmm. everything like it. I will say it it, it really gives you an appreciation for just how good these guys are. Yeah, at just the art of shooting. Did you see the clip the other day? It wasn't from the All Star game, but it was Steph Curry in the tunnel. I mean, he does this. I feel like every year. He made it point. from the locker room. Yeah, insane. I mean, these guys. It's that that was basically the All Star game though. Was Steph Curry shooting from the locker room? It was everybody shooting from the locker room. That's all it was. And so, you know, some people like it, some people don't. I think it's starting to wear even more thin. Uh, I've seen so many. Bob Ryan had a great rant on Twitter yesterday about it, and I actually we have a guest coming on tomorrow that I want to uh, get his thoughts on uh, the Bob Ryan take. It's such a it's such a Bob Ryan take. In fact, I'm going to look it up now, and then we'll get to headlines in a moment with Dan Day. But Bob Ryan, longtime sports writer for the Boston Globe, <laughs> he tweets last night, once again, these NBA stars are showing no respect for the game. It's another dunkarama and three-point farce. Not a single hand in anyone's <laughs> Not a single hand in anyone's face. I'll see how TCM is doing. Is that Turner Classic Movie? I love that. This, this mm. is my favorite tweet in the history of Twitter. Goodness. See you next year. What a waste of time. Adam, you must do something. It's embarrassing for your sport. He wasn't done there. He wasn't done. He said, see you next year, but he wasn't done. If you're not personally offended by this disgraceful farce personally. taking place right now, yeah, very personally, in Indy, you don't love or understand basketball. These quote-unquote all-stars should be censured. And where are the coaches? Have any of them have any pride? They're all acting like athletic court jesters. I mean, that is what Twitter was made for. Yeah, man. That is so good. That is so good. Sorry you got so offended. <laughs> I'll see how TCM is doing. <laughs> what do you think he's watching on TCM? Gone with the wind? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Gone with the wind. Casablanca. Uh, a bridge over the river Kwai. <laughs> Bob Ryan. Never change, man. Never change. <laughs> All right. Let's get to headlines with Dan Day here on this Monday, on this President's Day. We have a lot to get to from over the weekend. We have a lot to get to later. Chris Whittingham will join us in the next segment. But, Dan Day, let's get our headlines. And they're brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Gran Torino might not have liked the All-Star game, but I thought it was pretty cool. Damian Lillard, he won the three-point shootout Saturday, then the All-Star game MVP. Yesterday, the East defeated the West. 211 to 186. Dame had 39 points. It was the highest All-Star game scoring ever. The season resumes for the Heat Friday, 8 o'clock in New Orleans against the Pelicans. Did you see what the over-under was before the game for the All-Star game? I would guess probably like 325 points. It was 355. And Mm -hmm. I really thought about it, but I was like, man, like both both these teams are going to have to get to 180. Like that's... Even for an all-star game, that's that's still a lot because no team had ever reached 200 until last night in the all-star game. And then I checked again after the first quarter when they were at 100 through one, and it was still at 366. So if you got the over at 355 and 366 live after that, you had a very nice night uh, at the all-star game yesterday. And speaking of, by the way, before you get to the next thing, 
It is President's Day, so we got some holiday sports going on right now. It is a full afternoon of NHL hockey. And much like Hawk did last week with his Manchester City uh, Champions League wager, I've got a few things going right now. Uh-oh. I'm not afraid to admit. Go We've on. got the, the over in Boston-Dallas. We've got our, uh, a point prop for our old friend with the Panthers, Mason Marchman, who's now with the Stars. Jason Robertson, shots on goal. He only needs one more. Hmm. And then we got the Toronto-St. Louis over six and a half. So we've got we've got some action today on uh, the NHL. And we got the Daytona 500 coming up at 4 o'clock while we're, on the, while we're on the air. Continue, Dan. Speaking of hockey, we got the best team around, the Panthers. They woodshedded the Lightning 9-2 for a franchise record 11th straight road win. The NHL record is actually 12. The Cats do return home, though, to face the Senators tomorrow at 7. Paul Ball, Paul Maurice has this team playing some exceptional hockey, and they right now are the favorites in the East. Uh, Boston's playing right now, so I think Boston may have a chance to uh, jump the Panthers back in the first place in the Eastern Conference and the division. But you mentioned the game tomorrow. We'll have George Richards of Florida Hockey now on to discuss the Panthers' traded line coming up. We'll ask him a bunch about that. Aaron Ekblad, I saw a report today. Ekblad missed the game in Tampa. Light work, though, even without a 9-2, as, as Dan mentioned. Uh, but Ekblad was practicing today, and he should be back uh, for the game against the Senators. Matthew Kachuk, by the way, Chris Whittingham's favorite hockey player, was announced as the NHL third star of the week earlier today. Mm. How about that? So that's the good. Here's the bad. The Canes men's basketball team are now losers of four in a row after falling to Boston College over the weekend, 85-77. It doesn't get much better. Duke comes to town Wednesday at 7. Tough season so far for Jim Laranega, friend of the program, uh, and Canes hoops. But you know who it hasn't been a tough college hoop season for? Watch the game yesterday, South Florida. Uh Uh-huh. You're damn right, Sunday. Almost blew that 25-point lead, though. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we just need to talk about a capacity crowd in the Yingling Center. The Panthers, the Panthers, the Bulls, hang on. 90 to 86. What a win for the Bulls, man. They are not ranked yet, though, which is unfortunate. They are number one in the AAC. Yeah, they've won 11 straight games. I mean, this is, listen, you got to understand. I know that we're in South Florida. And I know we are the University of South Florida, and this is the real South Florida down here in Tampa. Listen, they were the mo- the, the southernmost public university when they opened in the 50s. That's why they're, they're called the University of South Florida. But you got to understand, USF men's basketball has never been ranked in the history of the program. Whoa. They are receiving votes, 45 as of this week. There are plenty of high-profile college basketball pundits who have them in their top 25. They won 11 games in a row. They're in first place. They just beat FAU in front of a sold-out crowd in Tampa. I They made the tournament the year before I went to school there in 2012. They have not sniffed, sniffed that since. They won a CBI like two or three years mm. ago, which it was sponsored by Dude Wipes. I don't need that. Yeah, exactly. Not only Dude Wipes are the CBI. <laughs> yeah, so... uh that's been like the highlight of USF basketball. And now they are first place in their conference. They are playing themselves onto the bubble of the NCAA tournament, and they just beat FAU yesterday. So I'm wearing my Bulls hoodie. Nobody cares about it except for maybe seven of you 
but I'm going to talk up the Bulls today a little bit if you're going to bring up Kane's hoops. I'll take it to next level. This is how bored and how little I had to do. I watched an interview with your head coach. Is the name Amir Abdul-Rahim? Amir Abdul-Rahim. This ain't the same old South Florida, my brother. So I watched an in-depth interview with him yesterday while I was sitting around doing nothing, and he basically talked about coming from Kennesaw State and bringing some of the guys over and how at the beginning of the season they had a bad loss and there was nobody in the stadium. And then last night or yesterday it was just packed to the Raptors and people were going nuts. And he said, it takes a little while, but we're here to stay. I hope I hope that he is here to stay at USF as well. I feel like a lot of these bigger schools are going to come knocking for Amir Abdul-Rahim. MLS, they're locking out the referees due to labor disagreements, and they're going to use replacement refs for the start of the season, which Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Dry Pink Stadium, Inter-Miami, will take on Real Salt Lake. Yeah, so MLS season starting up this week, a lot to get to with Inter-Miami, and we will talk about it with Chris Whittingham of Apple TV MLS coverage and CBS Sports Golasso coming up next. Let's get to weather from the Nemesman and Dover Law Firm, your accidentattorneys.com. Free consultations 247-866-954-MORE. It is in the mid to high 70s, very overcast with chances of rain. It's kind of been that way for the past 24, 48 hours. So hopefully it'll clear up soon. That's your weather. It was a bit nippy outside today. Ooh. Temperatures in the 60s. I kind of like it. Feels like winter here in uh, mid-February. Chris Whittingham coming up next here on Hawk and Crowder. Josh Appel, Dan Day, Jimmy. In for Hawk, Crowder, and Solana. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Soldier Boy. That dude wasn't in the army. Hawk and Crowder. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Hawk and Crowder. Happy President's Day. Do people say Happy President's Day? Is that a thing? Yeah. Right. I've heard a couple Josh people say Pell. it today. Great. Well, Happy President's Day to you, Dan. Thank you. Dan Day, Jimmy, <laughs> in with Josh Appel here for Hawk and Crowder. Before we get to Chris Whittingham, we've got a great contest for you, a chance to meet and get an autograph and photo with Jaime Jaquez Jr. at Hollywood Collectibles on Sunday, March 3rd. For your chance to win, text the word Jaime, J-A-I-M-E, to 20357. That's Jaime, J-A-I-M-E, 
to 20357, and you just might win. Can't wait to win? Go to hollywoodcollectibles.com to purchase tickets. This is a text contest, a contest. Message and data rates may apply. <laughs> Chris Winningham joining us now on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Uh, Chris Whittingham of Apple TV's MLS coverage also contributes to CBS Sports Golasso. Uh, Witty, in the first segment, I let off the show on a Monday, the day after the All-Star game, the weekend where the Panthers destroy the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Heat make a transaction with a music take. And I was talking about how... Uh, Dave Matthews Band song was eight minutes long and nobody needs a song that long unless I know I'm going to the concert and I'm getting 17 minutes of ants marching. Oh, we were obviously throwing around other examples of these long drawn out songs that nobody has the patience to listen to. And so of course, Jimmy decides to open up this segment with hotel California, which is famously a seven plus minute song. And witty, I'm wondering, do you agree with this take? Too long, right? Nobody needs that. So the only way that it's tolerable is if they're musical masterpieces. Outside of that, like you have to, when you're in the studio, be cooking to the point where you go, this could be an all-time classic. Otherwise, three and a half minutes. That's Thank all you. I'll give you. Now, th there are some songs, as a matter of fact, while you were talking, I looked up Daft Punk's One More Time, which mm. is a fantastic song. Right. But it's five minutes and 20 seconds of the same thing over and over and over again. Music's got you feeling so free. We're gonna celebrate. So I just sang the whole song. That's the whole song. One except more it's time. five and a half minutes. One more time is false advertising. It's a lot more time. <laughs> Many more times. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but like those songs, I've always wondered how when they're in the studio, how do they decide, all right, this is where we're going to end it. We did five and a half minutes. We did eight minutes. We did 10 minutes. We did three minutes. How did you decide when it's the same thing over and over and over and over again? But yeah, I, I'm with you. A Dave Matthews Band song need not be eight minutes and 30 seconds. You better be on the stairway to heaven, uh, you know, uh, uh, Free Bird by Leonard Skinnerd. You better be on that territory in terms of all-time classic if you're going longer than six minutes. But I got to tell you, even then, I don't want that. Get, right. Get well, I mean, point. like the best bit of like the best bit of Freebird when they really let it go on the solo is like five and a half minutes in. So, I mean, realistically, we, we everyone has their Spotify or their Apple Music playlist or whatever. You get in the car and you really you do you decide like seven seconds in. Do I want to keep going with this and fully commit or am I on to the next? You kind of got to have something in the first 15 to 20 seconds that you're like eagerly anticipating. If it's five and a half minutes, you're like pulling out your phone, you're scrolling, you're holding the, the, the fast forward button. It's a lot of waiting around to get to the bit of the song you actually want to hear. And this could just be like the millennial in us, the Gen Z crossover. Millennial I don't think it crossover. is. I don't you think don't? it is. I think it's. I think it's a difference between like music appreciators and non-music appreciators. I would say you and I fall into the category of we like music, but it's not some artistic. You know, we're here to hear these artists explore the space in the studio. Uh, give me, give me a nice bop. Give me a nice tune. Give me a nice hit. I don't need to be sitting around waiting for you to explore every instrument in an orchestra before I get to the bit of a song that I like. Give me 99 Red Loof Balloons, the perfect song. <laughs>
It's either 99 Luft balloons or 99 red balloons. It can't be red Luft balloons. Because nah, Luft, Luft is red in German. I don't think so. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your trip to New York with uh, the host of this radio program, Mark Hockman? I, I, the, the host of this radio program is still in New York enjoying his, uh, his, his sojourn to New York. Uh, I, I got to be honest, of all the things that, I mean, you know, Mark Hockman is the most I gotcha guy that we know. Everything, he's <laughs> over everything. He's tired of everything. He just likes what he likes. And we're walking around and he's giving me his Broadway bona fides. And I'm like, who is this person? I cannot believe that Hawk of all people loves a Broadway show. I, he would have been the last person. I got you with your music. I got you with your dancing and with your sets being wheeled out. I would have figured before this weekend that he was the guy that hates Broadway. He loves it. He loves Broadway. He was telling me about Kimberly Akimbo this and Chicago that and Moulin Rouge this and this show that. And I'm like, who are you? I cannot believe that you're the guy who likes Broadway. And you went to a couple of shows with them, right? Yeah, yeah. So we went to uh, Back to the Future, the musical, uh, which was really fun. I've never seen Back to the Future, the movie, uh, which... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Dan Day's face. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Dan Day's eyes nearly just popped out of his head. I've never seen Back to the Future, the movie. I've never seen anything. I Like, I just watched Godfather <laughs> 1 and Godfather 2 for the first time. Yeah, you did it in a day. I was very proud of you. But I've seen Back to the Future a hundred times. Like it's always on so, TV. Yeah, you haven't just happened I into like it. I... <laughs> it just well, okay. it's everywhere. So I, I did. I've I've seen the Johnny B. Good, Michael J. Fox scene a thousand times. I've I've I know what a flux capacitor is. I know they're driving in a DeLorean. I know all of the bits, but I've never sat down and watched the movie Back to the Future from start to finish. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've seen most scenes from the movie, as evidenced by the fact that in the Broadway show, they kind of do like some wink, wink, nudge, nudge references to the movie that I didn't understand. And Hawk had to like elbow me and go, that's how uh, George McFly laughs in the movie. He's nailing the laugh just as he does it. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm probably one of the few people that saw the Broadway version of Back to the Future before the film version. <laughs> It's like when somebody reads a book before, like reads the Harry Potter books before the movie, and they say the books are better than the movie. You saw the Broadway show, so the Broadway show. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's sort of it, you sort of mean it in the opposite. Like the the snobs are the people that read the books and then tell you that the movie isn't as good as the books. Whereas, like, if you walked in, you're like, oh, Harry Potter, what a great movie. The people who are actually Harry Potter fans are like, no, in order to experience it properly, you have to read the book. You should make your bit that you've seen the Broadway version of something and you are like the broadway <laughs> hipster yeah of, it wasn't as good as the broad the movie was not as good as the broadway show. yeah just do, do that with the lion king i just i i've only seen the lion king musical i have not seen the film just like just do that with every everything that gets adapted for 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 a stage show uh did you and hawk and hawk's wife uh enjoy some za together no we did not get any slices really? uh it was it was one of those days where so, for instance, on the Sunday, Even we went for, I, I guess not. I, and, like, it's one of those things where because there's pizza on every corner, what separates any one place? You know what I mean? Like, I've I've had many slices of za in pizza in, in New York. They're all fantastic. What separates, like, this place from that place? There's, oh, you got to go to Ray's. You got to go to Joe's. You gotta, it's always a first name with apostrophe S. And you're, you're meant to believe that this is the best slice you'll ever have. So we went around to a diner. And it was kind of like at brunch time. And so right. after we were, 
so I, I, we need to talk about this copyright infringement that you're doing by just no. blatantly stealing Chris Cody's bit on the show. Do you ever <laughs> acknowledge, hey, Chris, I know that I've like stolen your personality for this program. I've stolen like, really your personality for everyday life. You wombo all the time. It's kind of ridiculous how much you, you do a, that is clearly somebody else's original idea. It's not yep. your idea. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's right. But there's a very famous program called The Dan Levitard Show with Stugatz where Chris Cody debuted a bit in which he started combining words. Yeah, and then never, never heard it. And, huh. Anyway, uh, so we were, we were, we had, we were eight. It's sort of like this brunch time. So we go and see the Broadway show afterwards. And I wasn't really in a mood. I, I would have had some za probably on a Sunday night, but I, I wasn't really up for it. It was quite full. So uh, we, we went to a diner. We went to an Iron Chef restaurant that uh, um, Hawk's wife, Lori, really liked uh, called Butter, which is fantastic. But no, no, no za in, uh, in New York City. Although Hawk did, of course, do the, uh, the gag, the office gag, uh, which is Sbarro. walking by us, borrow and, <laughs> and filming time. it and saying some classic New York style pizza. He he loves he loves doing that. <laughs> of course, he, he was so pleased with himself. He was so pleased with himself. <laughs> we were walking through Times Square, and uh, he goes, "Oh, we got we got to try this Italian." He did it two days in a row. We were there for two days, and both days we're walking through Times Square. Oh, you got to try this Italian place. And he points at Olive Garden, and uh, and and says, "We got to go there." So that that's that's Mark Hockman in a nutshell. Oh goodness! He also before we get to why you're on, uh, he also did this thing on his Instagram story where he said the very first thing you have to do in New York is get a hot dog from a cart on the corner of the street. And then the very next Instagram story was the very first thing you've got to do is this other thing that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It's always get, get banana pudding here and go to this place and have that. There's apparently like a banana pudding place somewhere in New York city. We, we walked in, but I was, I wasn't really in the mood for banana pudding. I think I've ever had banana pudding before. Um, like, yeah, there's always, and, and that's one of the things about New York city is you can kind of retrofit it to whatever experience you want it to, because everyone has their thing. Oh, when you go, you gotta go to this place. And to be fair, it's because there are so many things to do in new york city that could be a viable thing for a lot of people but uh i i will i will take any and all suggestions for that because uh i i you know i'll be in the city fairly often this year so i i i, I gotta like hit all the new york staples so speaking of your travels coming up mls season starts this wednesday Lionel messi and inter miami begin his first full season down here we're back yeah it's very back where are you this week where's your first game my first game is in Philadelphia. Philadelphia Union are playing host to Chicago Fire. So that is where I will begin my season. So Witty, you can find him on Apple TV's MLS coverage. Um, there was an article, Witty, that came out in The Athletic last week, written by your good friend Tom Bogert, just about Inter-Miami's roster and salary cap situation. Uh, they made a move yesterday or the day before to clear some space. They still have some work to do. So before we get to just the general expectations, for this inner Miami team. Can you just kind of break down what has to happen roster wise for this team to be compliant by the start of the season on Wednesday? So it's difficult to know the specifics because the salary cap machinations are not as publicly available as they are in other sports. So if you're an NBA fan, you know just how much your team has to get rid of salary in order, in order to be 
under the second apron or the salary cap or under the luxury tax zone and all these lines that there are in the NBA. It's the same for any sport. MLS doesn't really make this information publicly available. And so there is this notion that because you have quite a few players making a lot of money um, and we can get bogged down in the rules, but basically there are three spots called designated player spots where you can spend above and beyond, but everything below that you have to hit a certain cap. And the cap is augmented by more kind of cap space money that you can acquire in between teams and base you have to be under the salary cap threshold or else they literally won't let you play the first game of the season so uh, miami have signed luis suarez this offseason after bringing in busquets and messi and jordi alba last summer um they already had a couple players that were on pretty decent salaries before and so they basically have hit, they've gone over that number, whatever that number is, they've gone over it. And so uh, Tom's reporting was that basically they're going to have to get rid of a couple of players. Uh, We don't really know exactly what that equation is because again, we don't know how much money they're over. They sold uh, Gregory, who was one of their midfielders, whose job Busquets basically took last year uh, while he was hurt. Uh, They sold him to a club in Brazil, so they've already got rid of one player who was making decent money. I think it was only 800, 900,000 a year uh, last year. So they've gotten rid of at least one, but basically the simple answer is this is a salary cap sport and going into the week before the season starts, Miami were over the salary cap by an indeterminate amount of money and they have to get under. So uh, they've been working for a long time to, to get off of some salaries and they did one already and maybe there'll be at least one more. Is this a normal thing that teams go through this close to the season or it, like, was this because inner Miami was going on this big world tour during the preseason and they just had to have guys because, you know, certain ones wouldn't play. They had to feel the team. Is that kind of what was happening here? Or is this just kind of uh, its own situation for inner Miami that has been described by others in the league, according to Tom Bogert as dire. Um, I wouldn't say it's dire. I, th- I think dire might be a little bit much. And it's also, I think, Definitely a a certain amount of competition. So there are definitely clubs within MLS that look at, for example, Inter-Miami. In the past, it always used to be LA Galaxy. So LA Galaxy were at times the team in the league where... It was they would literally bend the rules and like the new new buckets of spending would be created so that the galaxy can continue to to build the team that they had and that actually has pushed the league forward the designated player spot was created so that david beckham could enter the league at a salary requisite of his star power that was a good thing for the league and and more and more the galaxy brought in landon donovan and robbie Keane and these players that pushed the league forward and they had to adapt the rules to them and so i think there is sort of awareness amongst the other teams hey how come these teams get preferential treatment, blah, blah, blah. But I think in the end, it ends up being a good thing. I think there is definitely precedent. The Galaxy are are definitely among the precedent setters for taking it to the very last day. Uh, So let's say the MLS season started on a Saturday. On the Friday, they're making transactions to get under the cap. Uh, They had one situation last year. You get three designated player spots. They had four on their roster, and they were trying to figure out some kind of mechanism with the league where they can figure this out, uh, including working with the players' union for the player to cut his salary. They wouldn't agree to that, and so they had to waive. Uh, it was Giovanni Dos Santos, I want to say four or five years ago, uh, to get under the salary cap. So this definitely goes to the final day all the time. I think your point about the world tour and kind of needing bodies for that is definite, um, and you, you kind of want it to carry a team that can get through 
travel to multiple countries. But I think in the end, a lot of this comes down to the leverage in the situation. And Miami's situation is a little bit up against it just because other teams know that they have to get under the salary cap. So if you're doing a deal with an MLS and maybe other leagues in the world are kind of aware of this and can hold, it can drive a harder bargain. But yeah, it, it does get harder to do the business the closer you get to the deadline. Now let's talk uh, on field with this inner Miami club. After, let's let's just fast forward to when they make these moves to get salary cap compliant and roster compliant. Inter-Miami, they are the betting favorites going into this season. Uh, you mentioned the Luis Suarez edition. He said that he wants to finish his career here. Like, this is it for him. Uh, Lionel Messi, obviously, his first full season uh, with Inter-Miami. A lot of other returners from last year as well, winning a cup last year. Not the MLS Cup, but a cup, singular. Uh, what should the expectations be for this Inter-Miami team? What are they going to look like? Is this going to be a lot of hype and then them not meeting? Like, what do you see with this team? So I, I think it's a really interesting kind of mosaic to put together because, yes, they are by far the most talented team in the team in the league. They are by far the most talented team in league history. And the expectation should be they should win everything, honestly, um, except for maybe the CONCACAF Champions Cup because the clubs from Mexico are so good. But theoretically, in a vacuum, you would say Miami should win the Supporter Shield, which is the best regular season team. They should win MLS Cup. They should compete in one other domestic cup, be it the Open Cup or Leagues Cup, and win every game 3-0 because that's the level of talent. But it isn't that simple for a variety of reasons. Number one, I do think there is a certain amount of these are older players, and it's very hard to maintain a defensive identity in you know with the state of particularly Suarez and Messi they're just not the kind of players that put that kind, that level of defensive intensity forward anymore so it, it is it's very hard there i would also mention just the sheer number of games they're going to play 34 game regular season they're in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. It's at least two games. They're in the U.S. Open Cup. That's a couple more. The League's Cup could be as many as seven more. You're talking about if they make the playoffs, if they make deep runs in all these tournaments, 55 games, 60 games maybe even by the end of the season. You also have international tournaments in the summer, which MLS will play through at least a little bit. Copa America, which means Suarez and Messi at minimum are away. Uh, because obviously Argentina and Uruguay are in those tournaments. Uh, there is talk that maybe Messi will play with the Argentinian Olympic team in Paris uh, as one of the three overage players that you're allowed to to pick. Javier Mascherano, their manager, is a former teammate of Messi's, and has said he will at least make the phone call. And so if you're without Messi for these longer periods, then it makes it harder to win everything you want to do. Right. You have, you know, you're, you're sort of always going to be on a knife's edge with injury just because, again, you're dealing with older players. And I think it's going to be hard for them to defend from back to front. So they have to have large spells of possession throughout games. And I still think for even having Messi, having Busquets and Suarez and these young Argentinian kids and pace getting forward down wide areas, it has really since League's Cup, it hasn't been as easy for them to score goals. Even in preseason, we haven't seen bucket loads of goals coming out of this preseason. They scored four against the team from Hong Kong, but other than that, weren't really piling them in. So I think teams are starting to figure out ways to neutralize Messi, and they have to come together in an attacking way. So in, in, a, in, in a vacuum, you would say, this is definitely a team that should be competing for everything. I just don't think it'll be that simple because you're playing through a hot summer, you're playing through international tournaments, you're going to have injuries, you're going to have issues that, that that pop up that we aren't aware of. And also, Inter-Miami is every team's Super Bowl. It's every team's biggest game on their calendar. Yeah. Every away game, 
the team in Kansas City, for instance, born in Kansas City, they're playing at Arrowhead instead of their usual 20,000-seat stadium because they want to get as many people in as possible. The tickets are going to be amazing or are going to be you know crazy expensive, and there's going to be huge demand. It's going to be this ridiculous traveling roadshow no matter where they go. So it's not as simple as you show up to a game and you play a game. Every game is an occasion, particularly for the other teams. So um, I think... It's it's not as easy as it seems, but you still have to think they'll be a top seed in the Eastern Conference and will be the favorite once they get into the playoffs to win it all. Uh, so it sounds like it's just kind of a wait and see thing. Uh, one more thing before we get you out of here really quickly. Um, actually, two. Number one, uh, Chris Cody has texted us and given me permission and his blessing to continue <laughs> wamboing all I want. So that's an okay. L for you. And then uh, You know what? And, and, and I'll happily take that, and I'm glad – that the record has been cleared on that because you you need you needed to have that blessing in order to do that because so. that's not it's not your bit it's not your idea so you I'm need on. to go to the king you need to go to the king and ask for his permission or whether or not you can continue to amplify his bit across the radio airwaves now that you have it that's like all the blessing that you need you're good in my and you're good for me clive I was trying to wombo me Clive there, but there really wasn't, uh, <laughs> nah, there really wasn't an option there. And then the final <laughs> thing before we let you go, and then we got to get out of here. Um, how does it feel to have a take on the aged most poorly Mount Rushmore continuing by the day uh, mm. with Florida Panthers and Matthew Kachuk, three stars of the week again. He's been uh, the leading NHL scorer since the turn of the new year, even better than Connor McDavid, the Panthers favorites in the East. Uh, just, you know, quickly sum it up. How does it feel? It, take that on the uh, aged most poorly Mount Rushmore. I mean, you said third star of the week. Why wasn't he the first star of the week if he's so great? <laughs> That's I mean, Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, I, why Why wasn't he first star of the week? Um, and, and, and also, frankly, nice of him to finally start performing. This Panthers team has been carrying him for, what, three months? Oh. Sam Reinhart on his back has had the albatross of Matthew Kachuk. It's nice of him to start performing finally. Well done. Well done to Matthew Kachuk to finally get in some production on the board, contributing to the cause of this great team that was performing well without him and now is being amplified by his odd contribution here and there. So well done to, well, well done to Matthew Kachuk. You're the best and you're the worst. Chris Whittingham, Apple TV, uh, MLS coverage, also contributes to CBS Sports Goal. Also, Witty, thanks so much for taking the time, my friend. Thank you, Appel. Enjoy the rest of your program. Thank you. We're back with more after this on Hawk and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder show. This is what Instagram was made for. Me and Tree eating hot dogs. Hawk and Crowder. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.